Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Sri Krishnan Ganesan. Sri Krishnan Ganesan is co-founder of the fast-growing customer onboarding platform Rocket Lane, a SaaS product that helps businesses by replacing generic project management and document collaboration tools with a unique unified workspace. Sri has spent his last nine years building and scaling SaaS businesses. His last startup was acquired by Freshworks in 2015 and went on to become their fastest growing product, FreshChat. He is passionate about all things customer experience and startups. Well, good afternoon, Sri. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. This is amazing. And thank you so much for joining. I know you are uh, many, many time zones away in the great country of India from the region of Chennai. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Shri, we're going to jump right into these questions here. Let's talk about uh, your career in technology, a senior executive, a serial entrepreneur, and now you're the co-founder of Rocket Lane. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Sure. My take on you know what's been the secret for my career growth would be that I think I sort of figured out pretty early what I enjoy, and that was sort of a combination of ownership and the opportunity to build things. So started my career with building products, but I understood that the the, the building aspect is what I enjoyed, whether it's building products, building teams, building businesses. And you know, that's probably why I started drifting towards smaller companies earlier in my career. And I think those opportunities at smaller companies to own more and, and do more helped me build myself as well. So yeah, I think the Real secret is probably that I understood a fair bit about what I wanted from my career, and I optimized for chasing the kind of opportunities which could give me those opportunities rather than like chasing higher paychecks. And when I did my first stint in a startup back in 2012, I just knew that I belonged in that startup world. Uh, and I'm in, in general, in terms of inspiration, I'm inspired by stories of other builders and uh, you know being part of something that's high energy that involves creation and innovation and learning. Thank you. And I love the story about starting out early, you know, as an entrepreneur and trying things out. I just love those stories. And so do, so does our audience. So thank you again, Sri. So Sri, during the pandemic, what was the single biggest business decision you had to make during that lockdown, that first year? And how different is your business strategy today? So we actually started the company after the pandemic started, I think the first decision was actually to start the company during the pandemic. Uh, but there are two broad things I would say, which we you know really made decisions around. One was that we won't launch an MVP or like a minimal minimum viable product. Uh, instead, we will focus on building during that you know phase where you know companies were uh, trying to figure out what to do during the pandemic. Uh, we, we thought it's a good phase to build and build more. So we sort of built a full featured product, uh, didn't take it to market before it was really, truly ready. Uh, the second decision, I would say big decision we made was that we will focus on building an audience for our product even before we launch. So we sort of started curating this community. And uh, you know, today it's grown to more than 1,600 people globally in a Slack uh, group. Uh, and, and both of these decisions have served as well so far. We continue to invest in the community. So I, I don't think we are changing course on that, uh, you know, post-launch or post, 
pandemic. If, if anything, we're investing further. And likewise on product, because it's worked well for us, even for new features, new capabilities we launch, we're taking the same approach of building a holistic solution rather than like a checkbox feature that we can launch and iterate on. That's awesome. And, you know, well, there's been a few companies that started during the, the pandemic and it, it was really interesting. Obviously, it was very uh, uneasy time for founders to do that. But I love your story. I love how it's grown globally. So, Shri, you're a big proponent of an emerging SaaS category, customer onboarding. Why does category need to exist and why is it important? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when you think about customer onboarding, it's actually that first real partnership that the customer experiences with a company, right? Like when a B2B company has sold their solution to a mid-market or enterprise customer, this is where the rubber hits the road with respect to experiencing a partnership with you. And it's also a complex part of the customer journey. If you do a great job at this part of the journey, and we realize this at part of Freshworks, uh, where you know we launched our previous product. So wherever we did a great job onboarding a customer, you've truly won the customer over. And we could talk about expansion opportunities right away. When Even while we are in implementation, if you've impressed them, uh, if you've done a great job of it, you could you know, talk about, hey, here's what more we can enable for you. Versus if we did a sloppy job, then the customer was already second guessing if they made the right choice. You know, the buyer remorse sort of sets in and your customer success motions are more defensive, right? Like trying to figure out ways to win back the customer confidence. So I think from a strategic level, uh, great onboarding actually has impact on NRR on you know, the net revenue retention of the company. Uh, and that's, as we all know, a very important metric for SaaS companies today. And that's also why we're sort of trying to champion this category, right? Thank you. I appreciate the share on that. And that, yes, that, I think that's, for, for a category, that is, I think, probably one of the most important ones. You know, without your customers, you're nothing. So I appreciate the uh, your share on that and your perspective. So thank you. And Shri, last question here. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in tech or entrepreneurship? I, I think uh, it's important for all of us to realize that we own our careers, right? I mean, if, if you look at it as a job that we're doing versus look at it as an opportunity to learn and take control of our careers, I think we'll do better. And the, the best piece of advice I've received is to drift towards opportunities in high momentum companies, right? So, it, because I think growth teaches us a lot, you know, you know it, it forces you to learn. It, it makes a lot of things automatic. And I, I've seen that firsthand in, in our startup as well. In our, you know, when our previous startup got acquired by Freshworks and then went through a very high momentum journey, I could see the difference in how people were forced to level up. Uh, the, the scope of what they were doing was, you know, increasing automatically. And uh, the learning was, you know, it was there all the time. And that's also what we're trying to replicate at Rocket Lane for our current team, ensuring that we have that momentum. So I would say, you know, look for opportunities where you know, essentially chase momentum, right? And, and align with momentum so that 
leveling up and learning is automatic. Sri, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing those insights, those gems. I certainly appreciate it, and so does our audience. And Sri, it was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Bye for now. Bye for now.